This is Big Dreams, Small Pockets, a business and lifestyle podcast where we take you on our journey of making our dreams a reality. Ashel is a full-time entrepreneur with a specialization in digital marketing, and Veli works a nine-to-five job while managing her businesses on the side. If you want tips, tricks, and a good laugh, keep listening. Whether you're new or you've been listening from day one, we thank you for tuning in and ask you to share our podcast with your friends and business partners. Without further ado, let's get right to it. Um, okay, so we have a question. And I'm going to throw it to you. This is getting back to the virtual assistant style. You know, we're a little everywhere right now. Sure, sure. Um, how do you go about getting a virtual assistant? What were your steps for documenting your process for them to follow? Sure. Um, so I feel like in my in my own personal business that I am also a human resource person. So I make interviews. I oh make three-step interviews, Phenomenal. two exams, English tests, because a lot of the people that I hire are out of the country. Um, I do a lot, a yeah. whole bunch of stuff. It takes a lot to work for me. She's so, so she's intense. I, I did one of her interviews, and I was interviewing the girl like, ma'am, my bad. Like, my bad. Like, bro. You know, this ain't me. This, this is Ash. I, I'm just here to read the questions to you, you know? Like, yeah, no, because I kind of have to throw them off guard. So I'm kind of like, good guy. So I send them to her, you know, like for the second interview so they could kind of be like off their toes a little bit. Like, oh, this is somebody different. We you both know? off our toes. We both off our toes. I was nervous, too. Ash so, was like, what you think about that? I'm like, well, so she did really good, but... Hmm. Some of her words just, you know what, Ash? I think you should just talk to her and see what you think about it. Because I got nervous about it. I just not. Um, for the most part, I use Reese's like um, Upwork, Fiverr, um, things like Freelancer.com. Those places you can find a lot of people, really, really reasonable prices. And it's not reasonable for them because they, they set their own prices. Mm-hmm. So whatever they're asking for, that's what they feel like they deserve in wage. So yeah. sometimes I feel bad, like, oh my gosh, you only want this much? Five dollars an hour. Like that's $7 crazy. An hour. But in their country, that's a bag. They're making money. That's a bag. So honestly, just I say look at look up those resources, feel the need to like you. Know, I love that you're using the book. Thank you. No, no, we appreciate it. Honestly, honestly, I saw him crack it open. Yo. He got down. He was like, nah, this is my question. I gotta, I gotta get it. Nah. <laughs> So for you guys in IG Live, the audience members have their little big dream small pocket books. We really want you guys to write down your big dreams in there because we feel like everybody could do it. Everybody could do something that they're really passionate about, whether it be be a popping garbage man or Mm -hmm. be Bill Gates. You can do it. Yeah. Also, Facebook um, has a bunch of groups for virtual assistants. Honestly, Facebook has been reinventing themselves to make sure that it's a networking system. So there is, if you want to find it, uh, there's literally a Filipino virtual assistant group on Facebook. And I, um, when I was looking for a virtual assistant, I put one post in there, like 35 people hit me up. It was so overwhelming, I logged off. Yeah. But they got it. They have the places. Yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of people also like to use bots for like I don't know if like the real tea for the bots, but um, people love using like consistency, consistent bots posting for them. So if mm-hmm. you guys need anything in terms of social media help, I lo- I say look into the bots. I don't have too much notes into that though. <laughs> yeah. Um, be- because by popular demand that the whole cancel culture on the black community, it's been like, there's multiple questions about it. Okay. If, you know, we think that how it happens more often in the black community. Okay. If we think that how protecting um, black spaces for the community and just 
So we'll, we'll kind of get into council culture for the black community if you want. Sure. Um, some people may not be ready to hear this, but please tell them because I'm ready to co sign. <laughs> Poor Bill Cosby, guys. The 90 year old man. Poor Bill Cosby. <laughs> like, honestly, he did that. He definitely did that. But he admitted, he allegedly admitted to two of them. So the 65 people that came out and spoke up against an 80 year old, 90 year old man. It just seemed excessive. He's already doing life. He's already dying. So now that they're now that like they're seeing this real. great black man, they're right. They're seeing this great black man get torn down, all of his accolades stripped from him. It happens, and I understand that. And if you do a crime, obviously you have to go to jail for it. Only when you're black. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And a lot of the time. And that's the problem. We feel like we're t we feel like all of this stuff is happening to us, and we see it in everything that we do, whether it be in social media, them bringing down all mm -hmm. of the people that we used to look up to. It just happens, and we feel like other people in other races don't have the same responsibilities. They don't get held accountable for any of the things that they're doing. That doesn't change the fact that a criminal should go to jail, though. Right. That's not what we're trying to say. What we're trying to say is, if you still did great, why should all of that be taken away from you? You know, like, to be quite fair, that show, the Bill Cosby show, right? Yeah. Right. That show opened the door for so many different so other many shows. So many black young actors. black so actors. So many people was on that show. So the fact that they take, away, take that away, and that's taken a bag from other members of the cast and crew who had nothing to do with it. So now these people can't even get a paycheck. They can't get a bag because why of this one person? So a lot of the times, it's not just who the person is, but they take away everything that goes with them. But on the other hand, different races do not feel the same punishment. If they do get punished, it's, yeah, okay, we're going to put you in jail or we're going to put you on house arrest. <laughs> but we're not going to take away all that you've done. And that's the problem. The problem is do not take away from someone's hard work. You can be a horrible person, but you can also still be a hard worker. I, once again, it's compartmentalizing. I'm not advocating for him, but I'm also still saying it's not fair if someone busts their tail and everything is stripped away. That's just not right. And not, not, not necessarily him, but in general. And that's the issue that happens more within the black community. Um, show of hands real quick. This is for the live. How many people still bump R. Kelly? It's all right. This is a brave space. It's, it, it is. It's all right. It is. This is a brave Don't space. Don't be ashamed. If you like the song, you like the song. This is a brave space. How many of y'all still step in the name of love? This is a brave space. It's okay. So I ask that. I ask that because I completely, completely agree with a pedophile going to jail. What I don't agree with is being scrutinized for still liking his music. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Oh, you listen to his stuff? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I was raised on this. You, oh, you support this man? What, what am I supporting? He's in jail. What more can we do? What more can, do you want me to do? <laughs> Stop listening to him. What did the song do to me? Oh, somebody asked about that. How do we feel about R. Kelly? <laughs> No, I really had to throw that in there because I feel like as a community, we love to like, oh yeah, fight for justice, he should be in jail, rah, rah, cool. I completely understand that, but the herd mentality and scrutinizing other people because they choose to do something, it's not cool. If you guys decide that you personally don't want to support someone because of your personal life experiences, that is fine. And everyone should have the discretion to do so, but please. Do not. Don't let me. Don't, don't stop me from stepping in the name of love. Because I'm still do it. That's my song. That's my song. When they play his music, it's just like, all right. 
you know, he in jail right now, you know? Right. As he should be. As he should be. But, <laughs> but what the music got to do with that? I don't. <laughs> um, okay, so we've gonna, we're going to take another question. What advice would you give your 10-year-old self? Oh, my 10-year-old self. <sighs> Who was I at 10-year-old? Actually, <laughs> actually, I just had like a pretty good breakthrough in life. My 10-year-old self was a little too stush for my liking, to be quite frank. Mm -hmm. My 10-year-old self believed that I needed to be a specific kind of person to be successful. My 10-year-old self believed that I needed to act the way as a black woman because I was a black woman, because I was a woman from Trinidad. I had to act a specific way. I had to, uh, what is the word? Assimilate. Assimilate. I had to assimilate. I had to become a specific kind of person in this in this country. So my ten year old self created an image of who I needed to be as an adult, and I did not know for years of my life I was still taking on that role. I was still trying to be that person that my ten year old self, maybe not ten, I mean twelve, thirteen, but that younger version of myself set up for who I needed to be as a person because I just had it in my mind. Somebody would be like, "Ooh, those girls are loud." don't be like that. So in my mind, I would be like, well, in certain places, I can't be loud because that's not the ideal version of me. You know, so I really like, and for so long I was wondering why does my light feel so dimmed? Why do I not feel like I'm living my best self? It's because I was, in, I was forcing myself to, to stay in a box that I created when I was a child, when I didn't have any idea of what the world would be like, when I wouldn't have experienced all these things. You remember when you'd be like, ew, like, I'm not doing that with this guy. You do that, that's nasty. Now look at all y'all. Tell the truth. <laughs> guys no. and girls. Guys and girls. Now look you know, at No, guys and girls. You know, so it's just like, I was stuck in such a mentality that I needed to be this person. So anything I would tell my 10-year-old my self is, shut up. <laughs> Quite frankly, shut up, and I'm tired of listening to you. And I'm no longer listening to that younger version of me because I'm no longer that person. I will continue to evolve, and I will continue to grow. But she don't want to hear what I got to say right now. So I'm going to tell her to shut up, to be quite frank. Oh, yeah, my what gosh. about you? Um, my 10-year-old self, she was a little people pleaser. So I would tell her to chill out. Chill out, love herself, have some self-worth. Anything that I was doing, I felt like I was doing for others, to please others and not necessarily please myself. So I feel like I'm doing that now. Like I still feel it in 2021 as a whole adult. Like you don't know, notice the little things that you do with yourself that grow and go with you for the rest of your life. You know, now that I see it, I actually am in therapy and stuff like that for it. And it just makes me feel like, wow, if I caught the signs back then, if I love myself the way I do now, back then, where could I have been? Yeah. You know, so I think I would tell myself, like, you know, it's okay that not everybody gonna like you. It's okay, you know, to be yourself. It's okay to not people please. Yeah. So um, we technically have two more questions, but one question leads into something that I'm gonna discuss we don't later. We go over time. Um, yeah, it's like, we got like 10 more minutes. Um, the last question is, what does generational wealth mean to you? Oh. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah, whichever. Um, I'll go first. My mother has worked her butt off endlessly and continues to work her butt off to make a way for us to be where we are. And because my mother did that, I will do that for my siblings and I will do that for my children. Generational wealth for me means that if my child has a passion, if she has an interest, I will help pay for it, I will fund it. Generational wealth means that my child doesn't have to have four jobs in college like I did 
to be able to afford clothes to go to a party. Yes, I was working to go to parties. So what? <laughs> I wasn't missing out. Like, come That's on. That's all right. Right. That's but okay. On the same hand, like, I don't want my child to feel like, dang, I've got to get more jobs while in college, live, like being full-time student, just to be able to afford certain stuff. I want my child to be a child. I want my child to have experiences that I didn't have. So generational wealth means giving my siblings and my future children, and hopefully setting up for their future children, to be able to live the life as they want. And you know, I just feel like, why not? If I don't have it, doesn't mean they can't have it. Yeah. So that's what it means to me. <laughs> he can't. Uh, for me, generational wealth is just a big wealth of knowledge. There's so much that I've learned, I've taken away from others, like mentors and just people, friends and family around me. It's just passing down all the knowledge that I've learned. Like even from my sister to now, like there's so much that we've learned in the past couple of like years. And I feel like just pouring that into the next generation, that will build their wealth. Like me just knowing about little things like LLCs and like taxes and just learning about credit, like all of those things that I can pass down that back in the day we had no access to. Mm -hmm. So the knowledge that I'm learning now, I wanna make sure it never dies. I wanna make sure it's in every aspect of my family, from their hobbies, to their sports, to everything that they wanna do in their life. I wanna make sure that that knowledge is always with them. I love that. Oh. <laughs> so, the last question, um, which was how important self is self-care for you both, kind of leads into our last um, segment of the night, of the evening, in terms of like this portion. Mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of wanted to discuss self-care. Um, you gonna talk about self-care first before I go on my rant? Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> you know, my rant. No, I'll be, I'll be sure sweet and to the point, right? honestly. <laughs> I like to rant. So, um, Veli gave me an audio book a couple of years ago, and it was um, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depended on It. It was the quickest little, <laughs> That's it was the one. quickest little, like, what was it, 45 minutes? The book was mm -hmm. so short, but it had so much in it. I love that book. It was basically telling you about how you have to trick yourself in a way. You have to manipulate your mind into telling yourself something every single day and believing that thought. And that thought will come into fruition. And that, I don't know what happened with that, that book, that audio book. Like I just ended up listening to it over and over again because it was so short. It was like an episode of, of something on Netflix. Yeah. Like you just put it on and I was like, wow. Like the, so the way I want to love myself and I see myself love myself in the future and the way I love myself now it's basically like me tricking myself every single day. Like, yeah, you know, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Every, every single day, like giving myself these, giving myself my flowers, making sure that I am like indulging in the fact that what I'm doing is something I want to be doing. It's just trusting myself. That's the biggest thing for me. My self-love comes from the trust that I have within myself. Yes. And that leads into my rant. So Ash talked about you know, her past self and her present self. Um, I recently went on a rant with someone and I came up with this really great thing and I was just like, Ooh, great light bulb idea. Um, so I realized, and I don't know if a lot of you guys can relate to this, but I was being unfair to both my past, my present, and my future selves. And I'm gonna break it down for you guys. I was being ungrateful to my past self. And I was being ungrateful to my past self because I can ask any one of you guys, if you go back five years ago, did you achieve at least one of the goals that you were begging, praying, and, and like just asking so much to be? You probably say yes. Probably, Me, 100% yeah. yes. There are so many things that I prayed for that I got, and I'm in a place where 
I don't even care for it anymore. I pray to be in grad school and now all I can think about is just being finished because I'm so sick of it. Meanwhile, two years ago, I literally was like, God, if you just get me through this, I promise I will get you all A's, which I've been doing so far. Heard but, it. <laughs> 4.0. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like my past self, you know, prayed and, and prayed and cried for some of the things I have. And I feel like I don't even take, like, I take it for granted. Like, it's just like, oh, so we're going to forget that you weren't here before, that you wanted this so bad, which leads to... The present self, putting, um, being unfair to my present self, I always want to grow. And that's a good thing. I always want to evolve. I always want to hit the next goal. I always want to do better. But does that mean I'm not good enough right now? Because I want to become more understanding, does that mean I'm not good enough right now? Because I want to become more patient, does that mean I'm not good enough right now? I feel like sometimes we focus on being like evolving as a person. We want to grow mentally, spiritually, financially, emotionally. We want to do it all. But then it's just like we sit here and it's just like, are we being grateful for who we are in this present moment? Like, are we thankful for ourselves right now? A lot of the times, I'm not because I'm so focused on like, dang, I need to do more. I need to get myself here. And it's just, it's not fair. It's really not fair to myself because not only did I work for this, but what's wrong with me? Like, truly, what is wrong with me so, like, what's so wrong with me that I won't, I won't accept myself as I am? It's not bad to want more, but to not accept yourself as you are is not okay. Which leads to the, pre the future self, um, putting too much pressure on your future self. Oh, man. I have a lot of goals, and that is great, but future Chevelle should not have to feel like she has to attain all these goals when, they, when I put the deadline for, how mm -hmm. they must be attained. Mm -hmm. And it's just not fair. My future self is, is somewhere looking at me like, Relax. Bro, what? Relax. We want to do what? We want to like, you know, and House, it's not kids, thirty years right. old. That's it's, it. Right, <laughs> and it's not wrong again to have goals, but to put so much pressure on yourself because time is relative and past, present, future is in the same line, and that's a whole different like phys physics discussion. Right. But um, with your future self is just sitting there with all these these this weight. Like, dang, like, do I, like, I have to accomplish all of these things. Like I said, it's good to want more. It's good to want to grow. But to the point where you are feeling burdened to accomplish goals, and then you accomplish them, and it's like, great, what's next? It's not fair to past, present, or future self. And I feel like me personally, I'm learning to enjoy where I am, but still want more for myself. I'm learning to look back and say, wow, I wanted this. I, like, you know, my butters and my stuff over there, I finally put labels on those and it made me so happy because I'm like, I remember when I was selling these products with no labels on them, yeah. you know, and I just wanted to put labels on my products and I had to go back and think like, yo, past Valley, you did it. Yeah. You, you put a piece of sticker on a piece of bottle, <laughs> but it, you did it. Like it was great. It meant so much to do that for myself, you know? So for me, I would really encourage you guys to look back at the goals that you had set for yourself in the past and celebrate it for doing it. Take time to truly enjoy yourself in the moment. Yes, you want to be more, but what's wrong with you now? You guys are all amazing individuals. If you go to one friend, they'll have you know something great to tell you about yourself. And then also understand that it's okay to have goals, but don't feel like you're forced to live in that life of having to attain those goals, because it's not fair. It's not fair to yourself. And who knows when you'll pass. You'll pass stressed about wanting to attain a goal versus saying, I am great and I'm great in this moment. So, 
Don't forget to be happy. You know? Yeah, that, I told to y'all I had a rant for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> she was holding this. <laughs> um, so that's really the end in terms of what we have to say. This yeah. is the sponsors, gifts, flowers. All okay, that time. yay. Uh, thanks again for everybody for who donated and stuff. But we have specific sponsors that we wanted to shout out. Unfortunately, some of them couldn't be here. But Mrs. Jitali Bellington from um, uh, so many accolades, <laughs> from whether from real estate, from um, opening museums in Africa, and just doing so much other things. One of my blessed mentors isn't here with us, but I wanted to say thank you so much for everything. Mrs. Jitali Bellington is the creator and curator of the Kidpreneur Awards, and that award awards children who actually make things and make businesses, successful businesses on them. And every year she decides to give a little bit to these kids and their businesses and give them shout outs. And she also has a, chi a child and adult financial literacy program called Kids Who Bank. So shout out to her. Thank you so much again for everything. And if you guys want to check out um, any of her products or any of her um, different businesses, you can try going to Brilliant Minds. Unite? Yeah, BrilliantMindsUnite.com. Um, another great, great, near and dear sponsor to my heart um, is someone who's sitting right here. <laughs> so Miss Ra Raquel Laborde has done so much for her community, so much for everyone in her life, just teaching, spreading the, the wealth, just trying to build everybody. Like she is the definition of bring along somebody. She is literally the embodiment of I'm going to take you with me when you up. So I just wanted to, you know, present a little gift to her. I just dropped my phone, didn't I? Okay. Thank you, Raquel, for all of your help. Yeah. We would not be without this support, man. Where would we be? I have one more gift. Yay. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, we gotta swivel on these. Right. I've been swiveling all night. <laughs> and this gift is actually for my co-host. No! <laughs> oh my god. I just truly, truly, truly oh, wanna man. thank you so much. Like, Jeez. Ash picks up my phone whenever I call, and half the times I don't have much to say. But at the end of the conversation, she's either giving me knowledge, she's pushing me, or she's helping me with a new venture I have, a new idea I have. And as much as you're gonna roll your eyes and be like, nah, like I really do look at you as a mentor because you yourself. No. You see, what I told y'all, what no I told y'all. <laughs> no, like literally prime example. Oh my two God. Two weeks ago, I, more than two weeks ago, we're on the phone and I, I, you know, I was just like, this would be a great business idea. And I'm just like literally screaming in my room, I need help. And Ash goes, so I'm not here. So I'm, I'm like, what am I to you? I'm nothing. And literally Ash sat with me and she gave me the runarounds of what I need. And now I have deadlines. I'm like, I ha after the podcast live show is done, I have to do something by November. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I'll be happy to share it with you guys one of these days. But, you know, I truly want to say thank you so much. You genuinely are as selfless as just as they come. And I adore you. So here you go, my dear. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Well, your um, gift is in the mail. 
Um, we actually have one last question before we close out, and okay. I think it's a good one. Okay. Um, how did we come up with Big Dream Small Pockets? Oh, the man. name. <laughs> so we weren't always called Big Dream Small Pockets. Yeah, plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> we were we uh, called we were called Water Time to be alive, and we just felt like this was such a great moment to be alive in terms of. Uh, growing as a person, not feeling like, oh, we have to be a doctor, lawyer, or, you know, just something of that sort only. You know, we're in the generation of you can build money online, you can find ways to grow money, and not just money, but as a generation, we said no to what our parents were told that we had to do. Mm. And we decided to do it our way, and that's why we named it What a Time to Be Alive. Right. So you can lead into Big Dream. <laughs> so in season two, we kind of had a pivot. We were like, you know, we don't feel like this anymore. Yeah. This doesn't feel like the identity of the show. This doesn't feel like what we are. So in season two, we wanted to do something that reflected where we are right now. Broke with a lot of dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's where we were. So the show basically reflects that in every aspect of it. It's basically just pouring knowledge into the people that listen to it, showing them what we did, all of our mess ups, all the things that y'all could learn from, and just showing you guys where we are mentally. And it's also kind of like a little diary for us, like an audio diary. Like We can listen back to the episodes and like, wow, this is where we was in September. Yeah. I ain't do no that. Way. No way. We, we said we was going to do this and we ain't do I it ain't yet. Do it. <laughs> yeah, but Big Dream Small Pockets is basically just where we are right now. And I feel like when we look back on it, even when we're not there and we're sitting in our million dollar mansions, it's going to be something that'll hit. Yeah. Because it's like, wow, I gave this information out and it still hits today. Yeah, we want you guys to be with us on the journey from the bottom to the top. A yeah. lot of podcasts you listen to, they're already there. They're already, already established. They're already these moguls and they're like, hey guys, we have new podcast. And that's great for them. But on the same hand, there's very far and few people who you actually see grow from the bottom to the top. So we want yeah. our podcast to be that for not just ourselves, but for everyone. Yeah. See that they really did start with small pockets. And we're not gonna end there, but that's part of our journey. You know, That's part of where we're coming from, and we just really wanna take you guys to the top with us. Yeah. Gonna make the guests stand up and say thank you. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, we also wanted to do like a little special thank you to some of our guests. So for season two and three, we had a couple of guests. I don't know if any of you guys heard of them, but a lot of them are sitting here with us. You know, shout out to our 4X expert in the back. <laughs> shout out to our ship shopper expert right here in the no, corner. Expert. Expert. <laughs> Oh my god, hashtag turn off, stop the 2K. Hashtag stop the 2K. Yeah, just trying to st just stop our goals. He's, just, he, he's not an advocate of us. He's not an ally. But <laughs> and Raquel, don't forget her. Oh my god, oh, how can I forget? The crypto expert. Thank you, Ms. Raquel Laborde. And we do have a little thank you gift for you guys, just yeah, not you know. here in this moment. So we'll give see it to us you on the side you. for your thank you yeah. gifts. <laughs> yes. 
Um, but that's really the end. We want to thank you guys for coming out. This mm -hmm. means so much to um, us. This has been in the works for so long. Yeah. Um, we glad you guys love the venue. We glad you guys. I hope you guys had a great time. I heard a lot of laughs in the audience, so that was good. Um, I just truly want to say thank you guys so much. Like this has been a, a baby to both Ash and I, and honestly, we didn't even want people to hear it nah. at all. We were just so like, no, nah, nah. don't, don't, don't tell nobody. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> like, you about to share it? Like, we were like, don't tell nobody, don't tell nobody, we're doing like, this. Like, do you hear the quality? <laughs> like, <laughs> but we truly want to say thank you for coming out, and this is just the beginning. We hope yeah. to grow with these live shows, get bigger, get better. Mm -hmm. um, look out for the rest of our episodes, season three, soon finished, so look yes. out for that. Hey guys, it's Ash Hole here from Big Dream Small Pockets, a business and lifestyle podcast. Are you interested in starting your own podcast but don't know where to start? Check out the Anchor app. That's anchor.fm. With the app, you can record, edit, and upload all of your podcasts for free. The app will even distribute your podcast on all other streaming platforms, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. No need for special equipment or expensive software. Just record on the app or the website and go. So what are you waiting for? Start your passion project today. Use our link in our bio or any of our episode descriptions to get started. Have fun.